And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson. Got my good friend, Danny, sitting across from me. We're living our best lives this morning in The Breakfast Show studio, in the radio studio, in the Faith FM studio, I should say. Hey, Danny, give Mm. us our next quiz question. We're up to number four. Fill in the blank. And this is from Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy blank. Mm. Let us know what the answer is. Matthew hey, 0, 22, 4, 37. 9, 1, 0, 6, 4, 6, 6, 9. Again, that's 0491 zero six four six six nine. If you send us the correct answer at that number, you will go into the draw to win two prizes. Not one of two, just two. God with us and God for us by James Gilly getting into the Gospels according to John, his book, the book of John. And basically how it is that John reflects God wanting to be with us. Uh, you know, the different Bibles, uh, well, I shouldn't say the different Bibles, the different Gospels, I should say, uh, reflect different aspects more strongly of who Jesus was and what he did. I think, you know, Luke, for example, reflects really like a lot of his teaching, a lot of his parables and whatnot. Uh, Mark, the book of Mark reflects Jesus as the Son of Man. The book of John reflects Jesus. It shows a picture of Jesus as mm. the Son of God, mm. how it is that God came down and dwelt with us. So, guys, we want these books to be given to you. The only way to get them is through the draw. And to win the draw, you have to get correct answers in. So, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you text us at that number with the correct answer, go into the draw to win these prizes, which again, give us that quiz question, please, Denny. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy blank. And it's found in Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Mm. I'm telling you, the quizzes have never been easier. You can just simply go to Google if you're not sure. And <laughs> Google has all the answers. Of course, we do encourage people to look to into use their Bibles. Their big brain. And yes. to, to think about, hey, you know, what is the, like, what we would really prefer is if you know the answer, send it in, right? If the answer comes to your mind, like, I know that one, send it in. If you don't know the answer, and especially, like, if you're not a regular church attendee, you don't go to church every week, crack open the Bible mm. and have a look in there and, and, yeah, explore the Bible. We never want to discourage or dissuade people from getting mm. into the Word of God. Uh, and especially when we give the reference for that one as well, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. I can already see lots of people are sending in answers. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're going to jump into the book of Psalms, and particularly Psalm 22. This week is all about Jesus, how Jesus, how the Messiah is reflected in the Psalms. And today we're going to be looking at the scenario and the situation in which where he died, uh, he he would die on the cross. Do you actually want to read? Let's let's not start in Psalms. Uh, do you want to head over to? Uh, we'll head over to Matthew twenty-seven. I want to read this section here. Matthew twenty-seven, verse forty-five. The Bible says, "Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying." Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there said, This man is calling for Elijah. 
immediately run a, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Mm. So this is the scene in which Jesus dies hanging on the cross. And the last thing that he would say before he dies here is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Let me ask you the question, Denny. Is this a reflection of Jesus at his last moments relinquishing his faith and not trusting God? Definitely not. Why not? His his words there. Why has God forsaken me? That is because Jesus here is expressing what he is experiencing. Mm. But he didn't put his faith and trust in his experiences. Yeah, wow. He put his faith and trust on his relationship with God. And before he died, Jesus actually said, Into thy hands I commit my spirit. Mm. So into thy hands, O Father, I commit my spirit. So Jesus felt... Completely abandoned mm. by his heavenly father for the first time in all of his existence, yeah, universal history, you yeah. know, eternity, his, his existence. And, uh, and so he felt that complete darkness, and that's why the Bible says darkness was over all the land, you know, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had God send an angel to mm. encourage him, to strengthen him, to drink that cup. But there was no angel sent. There was mm. no voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son mm. in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus had to pay the consequences of sin. Mm. And the ultimate consequence of sin is eternal separation from God. Yeah. That's what the wages of sin is mm. death, eternal death, eternal separation from God. Yeah. So in experiencing that eternal separation, Jesus cried out, my God, yeah. my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt forsaken. Mm. But he put his faith and trust in his his father. So he didn't go with his feelings, Mm. but he went by faith. And that's how God's people need to live. And especially at the end of time, God's people are going to live by faith and not by feelings. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's interesting we mentioned there, like this is the first time that Jesus had truly been Mm. forsaken. Of course, we understand him to be the son of God co-eternal you know with fulfilled with life in in every single way um you know with life unborrowed unaltered he is he is god now experiencing his death on on the cross like even his experience as a human we know that he was filled with the holy spirit from conception uh, the Bible says, you know, when he comes into contact with John the Baptist, you know, the, mm. the, in, in the womb, that they both, they jump because of the, the Holy Spirit and, you know, that, they, well, uh, yeah, John the Baptist, he was yeah. in his mother's womb and the yeah. Bible says, you know, he leapt for yeah. joy. He leapt for joy. Um, and that's because of, you know, the presence of the Holy Spirit mm. in, in Jesus. And mm. Jesus would live his entire life filled with the Holy Spirit, mm. adverse to sin. And all of a sudden, and and this is that's the powerful thing about his death, I think, and that experience is that we feel forsaken by God. We, you know, we feel distant and separate, separated by God because of our actions, because we separate ourselves. We mm-hmm. make the decision to sin um, and to fall short, and thus we're separated. Jesus, having never done so, is forcefully removed. You could say, the sp- well, he he chose to take on board the sins of the world. That's right. And sin separates us from God. So that is why he felt that 
mm. separation. That is why he cried out, my that, God, my God, why, you, why have you forsaken yeah. me so that we could be forgiven? That's why he cried out, Father, forgive them. Mm. He was forsaken that we could be forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it would also be, and, and I think, Initially reading the Bible for myself, when I mm. first became a Christian, uh, my I started in the book of Matthew. You know, I, I I hadn't even, I hadn't been baptized yet. I'd just been encouraged to read my Bible. I started in the book of Matthew, got to Matthew chapter 27, read this verse. I'm like, man, Jesus doesn't seem very faithful here. You know, like that, that was, that was my mm. immediate reaction. But we mm. see here, his experience is he's being forsaken by God. Also, he's quoting the Bible. He is. He's quoting scripture. And that's what we're going to be exploring today. Psalm 22, the scripture that he would quote on the cross. Do you want to pick it up in Psalm 22? And do you want to start in verse 1 for us, Denny? Psalm 22, verse. we might start by reading verse 1 and 2. Sure. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? My Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent. Mm. So wow. this is the, the call here, the, 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 the exclamation that David is making. He's exclaiming, my God, why have you forsaken me? His experience is that he feels forsaken. Mm. You know, he would go on to reflect later in the psalm, you know, the dogs have surrounded me. That's verse 16. Verse yeah. 16. He's in a very uh, difficult situation, circumstance, feeling like there's no way out, feeling trapped. And you could read this, and, and some people have read into, you know, I, I don't know, I've just heard some exposition on Jesus's story, you know, saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where people are like, oh, he, we see his humanity, he had a momentary relapse in faith or something no, like this. But is this statement here from David... Is this a relapse in his faith? And the answer is actually no. You continue to read the Psalms and you see quite, this Psalm in particular, you see quite clearly that this is a statement of faith. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491-064-669. Again, verse 2 is reread. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and I and am not silent. And then we come to verse 3. Do you want to read that for us? Sure. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Mm. You are holy and enthroned in the praises of Israel. Continues on. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. Mm. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. So trust is coming through. That's right. He's saying this. Again, I love what you said there. His experience is forsakenness. His experience is distant. That is the human experience. Well, that's what he's experiencing. And there are many people who ask the question, God, do you care about me? Do you really love me? Mm. Because of all the pain and suffering that I'm experiencing right now, and they they believe and they tie God's love and care for them to how they are feeling mm. and, and what they're experiencing. Whereas the Bible says God is love continually. God's mercy endures forever. When the sun is shining, God loves you as much as when the storm clouds are deep yeah. and dark in your mm. life. God's love does not change mm. And so God's love is constant. And that's what David here, I believe, is saying. I, yeah. I trust in you. I'm not going to go with my feelings. I'm going to go with 
the character that I know who you mm. are. Reminds me of that song, you know, for the God of the mountain is still mm. God in the valley. One you of know, my the God of songs. the day is still God in the night. Uh, he is still working despite... And again, this is the key thing to know and to understand. And I think many people maybe have a view of the difficulties that they go through and they ask the question, God, why are you putting me through this? When the reality is, is that without divine intervention, our lives would be totally and constantly suffering. They already are. Like, the presence of sin makes life suffering. And without divine intervention here, we would be be suffering constantly. We'd be constantly just hurt, and we would be constantly going through difficulties. And I think for many of us, there are difficulties that we find in life, but the only reprise from that, the only respite, is the presence of God to, you know, experience some level of, of the holiness, some level of blessing and grace and mercy you know i think of experiences like going to church or keeping the sabbath or experiences like experiencing good times with family and enjoyable wholesome moments with people that we love and whatnot this is a reflection of god still participating in the world to enable these things without him participating in the world and well with the total rejection of him i think to a moments of like the flood for example where the bible says the world was totally given over to violence and the mm. thoughts of man were totally violent continually and that's mm. why the flood needed to take place now luckily we're not in that state yet god is is working there hasn't been a total rejection uh, from humanity's sa- side, but God doesn't need to create bad c- circumstances and situations in order for you to go through them. They just already exist. That's the mm. nature of sin. Yet God is working to give us any kind of rest, any t- kind of hope throughout these. And so when we inevitably go through them, it's powerful here. It's, hey, you know, this is what David's saying. He says, mm. but God, you are holy. You delivered our fathers. You, we, you know, they cried out to you in and they were delivered. They trusted in you and, and, and were not ashamed. Mm. They were not ashamed by trusting in you. And I, I, think of, uh, I think of Israel's history as well. The many moments of shame that they went through, right, of being captured, of losing their nation, of being subjugated to, you know, being oppressed by other nations. But yet when they, were relied, when they relied on God, when they trusted in the Lord, they wouldn't end up in that way. They would be successful in battle. They would be successful in their, their growth and in wealth and all of those things. They would, they would find, uh, yeah, they would, they would be going quite well. When they trusted in God, they were not led astray. They were not made ashamed. And that's powerful. Even when we're feeling as though, hey, I'm, we're, I'm falling short here. Everything's falling apart. If we put our trust in God, if we cry out to him, he will be with us. Let's continue to read on here uh, in verse 6. Do you want to pick it up in verse 6 for us, Danny? Sure. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. I love that. <laughs> but I am, I, I am a worm. You know, David is really looking at himself lowly here. That's, that's a humble thing for a king to say. Mm. I am a word. I'm not even a man. Mm. Uh, I'm not even a man. And I think... In what he's saying, there's there's truth, right? God created us. He created humanity. You know, we, we look at like the ways of the world or the, or the ways of man reflecting on them biblical to, biblically today is the, the idea there is that, oh, it's it's a reflection of corrupted humanity and human beings. So it's, it's like, I am no worm, I am, I am uh, you know, uh, and no, I but a worm and no man. Like, I think back to how we were created originally 
as men, you know, as we were created out of dust. Yeah. We were created out of dust. The spirit being in us, you know, we were in a, we could call it a perfect state. We were in a sinless state. And now we don't even live up to God's ideal for our creation. We fall even short of that. We fall even, we fall short of being men or humanity. Uh, that God created us. We fall short of that. We are but a worm, um, a reproach of men, and despised by people. Do you want to continue to read for us in verse well, 7? Well, now we have uh, another prophetic scripture in connection mm. with Christ. Mm. Verse 7, just verse 7 or verse 8? Verse 7 well? and 8. Yep. Yeah. So I think they go together. Yeah, absolutely. All those who see me ridicule me, they shoot out the lip, they shake their head saying, he trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him, let him deliver him since he delights in him. Mm. It's interesting that um that phrase they shoot out the lip in um yeah, in my translation here it's just got a little sub um a, a little sub what do you call it? Title well yeah. not a sub well a footnote I should say, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. And says show contempt with their mouth. Mm. So they're ridiculing him, they're mocking him. Mm. And here here we have they are saying he trusted in God, let God deliver him. Mm. If God is true and faithful to his son, he will deliver him. Mm. Because that's what God does. God delivers mm-hmm. those who trust in him. Really? Yeah. Does that always happen in the here and now? Not necessarily. Yeah. Look down through the dark ages. How many trusted in God, put their faith and trust in God? Were they delivered from the sword? No. There were martyrs. There were martyrs in the Old Testament. There were martyrs in the New Testament. Stephen, mm. he was the first Christian martyr. He trusted in God. But God didn't deliver him in the way that others believed he ought to have been delivered by God if God genuinely loved him and cared for him. Mm. But the day is coming when God will deliver all his saints for eternity. And so this is not the end of the story. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, Jesus is the, he had the ultimate experience of deliverance, right? Though he died, he lived. Uh, he would be resurrected. He was, he, he was delivered from the grave. That's but right. Not immediately. Mm. Not on Friday afternoon. That's right. When he died, mm-hmm. he was delivered on Sunday morning. That's right. And sometimes the deliverance comes later. Mm. At times, the deliverance comes in the here and now, mm. but sometimes it comes later. And that is why Jesus trusted in his Father. Mm. And he said, Into thy hands I commit my spirit. When you choose to deliver me, I will be delivered, but mm. I'm trusting in you. I know you will deliver me. Mm. It's not a matter of if you will deliver me. You will deliver me, mm. but I'm trusting in your timing for you to deliver me. That's right. Thematically, throughout the Bible, mm. we see a continual experience of God's people of deliverance, whether it be the Exodus, the flood, whether it be you know throughout the various instances in which Israel was captured or the Ark of God was captured or whatever it may be, and then eventually with Christ and the the, the experience of the Christians. And that's why I actually wrote an essay about this. I wrote an essay about Paul um, and 1 Corinthians 15 and how hard he rallies against the idea that's being shared amongst the Hellenists in Christianity that there was no resurrection. Uh, because for them, from their from their understanding, their religious understanding and whatnot, the popular philosophy of the day is, you know, that you die and you 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 have you you're inherited by well, you're in your body. Uh, you have an immortal soul, mm. and when you die, your immortal soul continues to live, 
And furthermore, like, yeah, so, so the, that rendering the experience of deliverance or resurrection unnecessary. They're, all, they're also like the Epicureans and the Stoics. Uh, I believe it was particularly the Stoics. They rallied against resurrection, but from the perspective that they, they were, yeah, they, they didn't necessarily believe in an afterlife. They were like, oh, you die and life comes to an end. Like, do your best today because life comes to an end. And Paul just rallies so heavily against us. He says, this is essential to our understanding of salvation and our experience with God, the fact that he will deliver despite all of the suffering that we could possibly go through. He will deliver Mm, us through resurrection. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson, got my good friend Danny in the studio as well. Danny, can you get us our last quiz question for today? All right, question number five. Here we go, folk. Jesus said he was sending the disciples out like lambs among what other kind of animal? Mm. Mm. Jesus was sending out the disciples like lambs amongst what other animal? Absolutely. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. little clue here. Begins with W. Oh, oh, oh no. Okay, I wasn't going to. I was going to say something silly. It's a huge clue. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Well, we've got to be nice. We've got to be nice. I was going to say, I was going to say the answer's not worms because we've been talking about worms. So if you say worms, you're wrong. But it's uh, apparently it's. Yeah, I won't even repeat it, Danny. You are quite nice. W, That's, and it's not the Wiggles. Okay, not the not, Wiggles, not the Wiggles. It's another W. It's word. not the Wheelies no. either. We've been talking about them no. on the breakfast show no. too. Hey, if you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. Text that with the correct answer. You go into the draw to win God for us and God with us by James Gilly getting into the Gospels, uh, well, the Gospel according to John and how God dwelt with us. Again, that number, 0491-064-669. Denny, we're talking about deliverance. Deliverance from sin, deliverance from death, even. And, and yeah, like, the experience that we have, we often go through trials and we often go through heartaches and it might not seem as though we're receiving miraculous de- deliverance in, you know, this time or in this week or in this, even maybe for some, even in this life. People, many people would lay down their lives for the sake of what they believed. Again, referencing kind of what I was talking about before, First Corinthians 15, like he's writing to the, the European Christian situation which is that many of them were being persecuted. Many of them mm. were being killed. And, and that persecution would only ramp up after that time. You know, as different emperors came through that disagreed with Christianity and Christian practice and would blame Christians for many of the problems that they were like having societally. Rome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like burning Emperor, down Rome. Emperor Nero. Yeah. That's right. Uh, there would be a lot of persecution that Christians would go through during this time. It's like, hey, even if you were to give up your life, there is hope in and there's deliverance in the resurrection to come, which is powerful. Now, we continue on in some, but you've, you've got a scripture there. What, what are you I do have at? a scripture, and uh, you're talking about the early Christians. Mm. They're um, a group of early Christians, and it's the, the church mm. where I were here of Smyrna. Mm. And uh, the word Smyrna literally means to be squeezed, to wow. be persecuted. That's what the word literally means. So that's a, a city there in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey today, and Jesus himself sends them a letter of love, a letter of endurance, a letter of hanging on, trusting mm. no matter what. And notice here what it says, because they were, they were to go through some horrendous persecution, 
And the Bible says here, do not fear, this is in Revelation 2 verse 10, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. That's in reference to Mm. 10 years of tribulation um, that took place. And he goes on, Jesus goes on, be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. Mm. Be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. So Jesus says, I will have the final word. Yeah, You remain faithful to me even unto death in spite of all the persecution and when I come, I will give you the crown of life. So that's the end of the story. The end of the story is not what happens in the here and now. This is not Mm. the end of the story. Mm -hmm. The end of the story is what Jesus will provide for those that continue to put their faith and trust in him. When you read the back of the book, that is how it all ends. Yeah, absolutely. And I love in this psalm as well, Psalm 22. You know, we see he he continues on, the psalmist David, and writing, you know, many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. Uh, you know, it continues on. The dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. So what does all that mean? Well, who are these dogs? Are we talking literal dogs? No, of course not. So what's he, what's you referring to? We're talking about like the enemies ultimately. The enemies. Of the, God. Exactly. You know, and, and I think it's, it's. And the pagans were often referred to as the dogs. So there were obviously Roman soldiers there and, and many. Well, this from is, Rome this and, is when we're talking about how this applies to Christ. That's right. Yeah. The, the dogs have surrounded me. You know, he would be, but also, his countrymen as well, I think, yeah. when he was hanging on the cross and they're deriding him, saying, "Oh, let let him save himself and whatnot." Yeah, you know, he was he was hung on the cross by. Well, I mean, the manpower was provided by Rome, but the decision was made by his own people. And yeah, and it continues on here. Like this is where it gets incredibly prophetic. It says, "They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They looked and stared at me. They divide my garments among them." And for my clothing, they cast lots. It all, it all happened. This took place with Christ. And this is all written a thousand years before the event. That's right. That's when David's writing, a thousand BC. This is written like 600 years before crucifixion existed. Mm. And the, yeah, my hands and my feet were pierced. Uh, you know, this is an incredibly difficult circumstance and situation that David is writing about. And it applies directly to Christ. But I love here, you know, he continues on. He says, this is verse 22. He says, I'll declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. And wow. I love particularly down here. Oh, there was, a, there was this passage I read earlier. Uh, it continues. I believe it says like the poor shall eat and the, the hunger. Verse 26. Verse 26. Yeah. The, yeah. My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. And I believe this is a reference to not just earth, the earthly assembly of people, but rather the heavenly assembly post, you know, the resurrection mm-hmm. of the dead. We're seeing after the very end of time when the poor shall eat, the, the despised and abhorred and the afflicted, they will be supported. They will see Christ. They will see God. They will see the face of God. And that's how the psalm ends. Mm-hmm. In the last two verses, mm-hmm. it ends with how the story ends, what the back of the book has to say. Mm-hmm. Notice verse 31 and 30. 
verse 30 and 31. This is how the psalm ends. A posterity shall serve him. It will be count, recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come. So this is all future tense. Mm. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has done this. Mm. So the praises of God mm. will continue forevermore that God has delivered his people. He has been faithful to the covenant. Mm. He is the covenant keeper. Jesus mm. fulfilled the covenant where Israel failed to fulfill mm. the covenant. Jesus comes along. He becomes the Israel, mm. you know, the, the, the Israel of God and he fulfills the covenant. His promises are true. Mm. His promises uh, are guarantees and we can put our faith and trust mm. in his promises. If you're a follower of Jesus today, Verse 30 and 31 is about you, actually. It says, A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born. This is the call that God has given us. This is the Great Commission right Amen. here reflected. Uh, it, it, it's beautiful. It's amazing. This is the call that God has for us. And despite this, we might go through difficult circumstances because of what we believe, because of our faith potentially. But I'd love to just end on Hebrews 13, you know. Uh, verse 5, the Bible says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you mm. nor forsake you. Amen. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Amen. Amen. This is this is where we sit Beautiful. as, as Jesus' followers, realizing that Jesus was forsaken by God so that through our difficulties... God would be with us despite our sin, despite the fact that we've fallen short. He has given everything for us. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. So, do you want to get through some of those for us? Okay, so the first question what king's name meant peaceable? And of course, it's Solomon. 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 That's right. And uh, Shalom mm-hmm. in the in the Hebrew, Shalem is peace. Peace, that's, so that's right. That's where the word comes from. That's shalom. right. You've got Jerusalem. Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom is yeah. Sabbath peace. Sabbath peace. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Wow, you sound very I'm you, I'm telling you. And it's not even appropriation because like, you're in Macedonia. I've been back there then. at the Western wall and yeah. it's crept into my dna Whoa. absolutely absolutely yeah. i think some people call that appropriation Denny. yeah if you believe that you believe anything yeah. all right <laughs> number two number two where was titus ministering when paul wrote to him <laughs> and it was of course in crete concrete no Whoa, crete. 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 Yeah, crete yeah yeah that's where concrete comes from in yeah. Crete. Yeah. No. Just kidding. Um, I was, was going to believe you. No. 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 Just yeah. It's like really concrete. Okay. No. Just in Crete. Crete. Number three. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. That's the mm-hmm. Malin cough. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in Isaiah, tw- in Isaiah twenty nine, the people come to God with their mouth and lips, but what does He say is far from Him. Mm. And that is their hearts. Yeah. God wants us to serve him with our heart. Mm. And that's in Isaiah twenty nine eighteen. And there are other passages as well. Mm. Number four, fill in the blank. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. mind. And Luke adds, with all thy strength. Mm. Luke adds that. So that's if you right. put in strength, that'd be okay as well. I'm sure, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So <laughs> the producers are saying they'll, they'll producer that, Rachel, producer Shell. They're like, there's, there's dispute. We've maybe. always got to err on the side of grace. Okay. On the side of grace. All right. Number five, 
Jesus said he was sending the disciples out like lambs among what other kind of animals mm. and, or animal, and mm. it was wolves. Yeah. Lamb amongst the wolves. Mm. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Have you heard of them? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh. And that's that's scary. You know, that, that and that's often applied to the context of the church. Yes. You know, people coming in with negative inte- intentions, uh, you know, wanting to wanting to yeah, lead people astray. Mm. Hey, just got a text in from Sky. Who is the co host today? Classic joke. Sky must not listen to looking up. <laughs> Yeah, because we've got Mr. Melancholy, Danny Melancholy, in, in milk and coffee. Yeah, that- <laughs> yeah, that's how the kids remembered my surname, Melancholy. Yeah, that's and, um, and so when COVID came to town and I got COVID, then I could bring out my my favourite dad joke, which mm. was you know because my surname's Melancholy, and so every time I'd cough, I'd be like, "Folk, don't buy, don't mind that. That's just a Melancholy." That's classic. I love it. My kids are like, "Dad, don't sh- don't share that in public." My kids would be <laughs> it's like, "It's not funny, Dad." My please. kids would be like, like dying right now if. If they heard me say this on like national radio, cringe, worldwide Faith FM breakfast show, that would <laughs> yeah, be dying. That'd be cringing. Hey, we've got another text here from Alan, mm-hmm. good friend of the show. He says, good morning, crew. Just wanted to see if you could pray for my street, please. And he goes on to detail just some of the things that are happening. He's living in an area where there's just lots of drug dealers, uh, lots of, you know, uh, yeah, illegal activity taking place on the street. It, it's like an area where there's there's... There's drug dealers simultaneously. There's pensioners and young families there. And uh, the, the the he writes here, the police, Greg Piper, who's the local mayor of uh, – he, he's the, the, the councilman for Lake Macquarie. Lake Macquarie. Uh, Greg Piper, MP. the council, that's right. Uh, the Department of Housing can't do anything about it. Um, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse, their situation there. And he says as well, he's like, we've got a street full of soft targets, like wolves among the sheep. You know, it's, mm. he's, he's like, yeah, these people that are in desperate need of heap help, please pray for us. Um, as 16 years of this is enough, mm. Lord help us. So yeah, absolutely. Alan, we, we want to pray for that situation. Should do that right yeah, now. Let's, let's pray. Yeah. Lord and heavenly father. I just want to thank you, Lord, and pray, um, for this particular situation. I want to thank you, Lord, that you, despite feeling forsaken at times that you are with us. And Lord, we know that being forsaken is a reflection of the sin, uh, that surrounds us. We feel forsaken because Lord of the, the unfortunate things that humanity has caused. And in this particular situation, um, Alan Street and the things that are unfolding there with with drugs and, and violence and whatnot. And we just pray earnestly uh, for his local neighborhood and their mm, situation yes, that Lord. God would work powerfully, um, Lord, that the strongholds of sin and of evil would come down and that despite these terrible situations, Lord, that people would be one for you. We don't know mm. whether you will cause deliverance immediately, whether all of a sudden the <laughs> those who are selling drugs, like it will just end immediately. We don't, we don't know whether that will happen, but we do know that you can work when we pray. And and so, Lord, I just pray that you'd be working in the hearts of people and drawing people under you. So I pray for mm. Alan and his family that they can lift Christ up in all that they do as well. As the Bible says, if Christ be lifted up, all men will be drawn unto him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Powerful amen. stuff. Thank you amen. for that text, Alan. And hey, send through your pericus. We would love mm. to pray for amen. you. That number, 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. And same, I feel like going home. Because it's the end of the show. Amen. But hey, like we My all. My dog's course, waiting for me. My dog is waiting for me. That's right. Gracie we can't wait. 
enjoy our time here mm, on the show. Indeed. We are so blessed to be with you guys. We have to remind you, remind you as well, whether you're going to work, coming back from work, whether you're at home or whether you're far away from home, we have more amazing programming coming up on Faith FM. So keep listening out for that. Also, as well here, I've got a giveaway absolutely for free, as we do when we get to the end of the show. And I've got a book here. It is called, Are You More Spiritual Than a Fifth Grader? Which is, you know, a play on a play on from the classic game show, you know, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Or, you know, someone in year five, which is like a game show that happens on TV where people like compare them. So there's like a group of, you know, 11 year olds and they do trivia. This is Are You More Spiritual Than a Fifth Grader? Now, this is getting all into, yeah, basically having an experience with Jesus. It's uh, this guy, Carl Hafner, he has a, a daughter at the time when he wrote this, is Claire. She was the fifth grade age and they were getting into and reflecting on on what it looks like to have a spiritual life among your family, how to have Christ living in you and how to impart that um, to people around you, including your family, your kids, your neighbors, whatever it may be. If you want this book, hey, 0491064669, be the first person to text through book on that number, 0491064669. The first person to get in will Get this absolutely for free. But you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Thank you for joining us. And hey, remember today to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By His counsel's guide uphold you, with His sheep securely fold you. being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.